One, two, three, Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark. Oh, that was hard to do. That was kind it of, was. that was a little rough on my brain. <laughs> Most radio people can't actually can't, can't count past one, two, one, two, one, two. So it's impressive you got to three, but yeah, going up is a lot harder to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True that. Wow. <laughs> How we doing? Good. Well, I think we got stuff to talk about. Do you oh, think? We sure do. Well, what what are you talking about that we should be talking about? Well, your big surprise. My big surprise. How you felt. Well, you felt a certain way you weren't expecting on Sunday. <gasps> Me? Oh. Mm-hmm. You're so well, funny. You always forget. <laughs> I, you know, life just keeps on moving forward, and I don't yep. know what you're talking <laughs> you got, about. At the end of the game, you had feelings you didn't know you'd have. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess Lori's talking about something I'd mentioned in our DMs about how surprised I was to be as stressed out as I'd become watching the Chiefs during the Super Bowl. I cared more than I thought. But it was just a nail-biter game. I am not invested in the Chiefs. I grew up with the Rams when they came to St. Louis Mm -hmm. in 95. So you went from being kind of agnostic to not realizing how much you actually <laughs> were into it. Interesting. <laughs> I was worried about Mahomes. Maybe I am a Chiefs fan. Right? <laughs> Red and you yellow. Can't help it. I always forget the Rams were in St. Louis for a while there. They even won a Super Bowl. They like did. Like four didn't years they? later after they came to St. Louis. But um, yeah, they, because um, I remember when I was a kid, it was it was the LA Rams. I mean, they were there for a long yeah. time. And then the she was one, of, her name was Georgia Frontier, was the owner. And she was one of the very, in my lifetime that I can remember a team up and leaving a big city and like the just horrible like vitriol that gets spewed about people and why they do that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't long after that that the Cleveland Browns, I think I get so confused, the Cleveland Browns left and they moved to Baltimore and then the Baltimore, because the Baltimore Colts left and moved to Indianapolis and then Cleveland got a new team. So for the last, whatever, 25 years, Cleveland has had the Cleveland Browns. But real old school Browns fans are actually Baltimore Ravens fans because that's what used to be the <laughs> Cleveland Browns when they moved, right? And then the Houston Oilers went to Tennessee. Then the Carolina Panthers just formed a new team. Right. Jaguars was new, too, around 95, Jaguars right? Jaguars was new, yeah. Yep, but then yep. the Rams came back. Wasn't Boo. the Arizona Cardinals used to be St. Louis, right? Yes, that pissed us right. off. Because there ain't no Cardinals in the desert. <laughs> That's, people are like, well, why are they called the Cardinals when you can't have those birds in the desert? Well, because right. we came from St. Louis, where you could have them. Why didn't they change the name of the team? I don't get it. If Seattle Sonics changed to Thunder, then you right. should be changing the Cardinals to Cacti. <laughs> Perfect. The Cacti. That would have been great. <laughs> I was actually thinking the other day how the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. And not even oh, yeah. so much not even so much that they're the Chiefs, but that they still do that mm-hmm. the chant. song. The chant is Yeah. I always wonder and, and I'm afraid for Taylor mm-hmm. to start doing that chant too. Um, she's probably not gonna do right. that chant. This she knows better. I mean so so I it's not just me, it's not okay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I don't think it's okay, and especially because all the other teams have had to change. Washington changed, and Cleveland changed, and there's a few others I can't think of off the top of my head. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm thinking more college, and those might be the only pro teams I can think of in both baseball and football. The Braves are still the Braves, and they do the chant. 
But it didn't strike me until the Super Bowl when you're on like international television when the chant started up. And I'm like, oh, I don't <laughs> know why they're allowed to still do that. And I noticed it during the, the regular games. <clears throat> Everyone's into it and you can't stop it. And, you know, the organist could probably control what happens next by not playing it, you know, or, or is, it, is it somebody is it somebody that actually just starts it? And then with the arm movement, man. Right. The arm, the arm movement. movement. That's that's the like, oh, come on, man. You, you can't do that. I mean, it's possible someone in the stands just starts it, but. I think it usually, I don't know. Now this is going to be a conversation. Once this podcast publishes, they're going to start talking about it. I said this before. Every time we talk about something or yeah. someone or someplace, something happens. There's been a lot of times that's happened. Bull. Fingers on the pulse, man. We are fingers on the we pulse. We are. Mm -hmm. But you know, unfortunately, the victory parade of Kansas City didn't end very nicely. You know, part of me is not surprised and part of me is. Where, where it happened actually does surprise me, you know, in Kansas City. But the as far as the whole world and it's happened, it doesn't surprise me. And I, I always think, God, when we went to the Seahawks victory parade back in 20, was it 2014? I'm glad we went. I don't know if we if it happened today. I mean, maybe we'd go, but I would back my mind and the front of my mind and the middle of my mind would say, we got to watch mm. out for a shooter. And I'm like that in a lot of places, even church, I'm like yeah. that. And I'm looking for exits and seeing what my, my plan would be if we had escape. Isn't that sad, sad. that mm -hmm. you have to, not so much even that you have to think about it, but that you automatically just are thinking about it. Yeah. The other thing that bothers me, and, and, and this is within myself as well as I feel like it's a bigger picture, is that now there was a time like maybe 15 years ago when this would happen and we would automatically assume terrorism and then they would look at it at terrorism. Yeah. Now they still do that, but as soon as they realize it's not terrorism, then we all just go back to our lives. Oh, it was just people shooting each other. Okay. Ugh. Right? That bothers me. Yeah. It's become so commonplace now that, oh, well, as long as we're not being attacked by another country, it's okay if we just kill each other. That's not right either, you mm. know, but I feel like that's where I, th it, do you guys sense that too, mm -hmm. that that's happened? Mm -hmm. Why is it okay for this scenario and not? Right, mm -hmm. right. Why is it okay if, to randomly have guns everywhere where there's alcohol? I don't think we know the full extent of their calling it a dispute or, you know, whatever that that precipitated this. But it just seems to me guns plus alcohol plus large crowd equals danger. Right. Yeah. And I just don't think we should be so blasé about it. But we've become blasé about it because it's it's so uh, common now. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's really sad. And, you know, it's not just the 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 large crowds that are being targeted. Now, it, I feel like I'm hearing more of just random drive-bys. And, mm -hmm. like, I'm feeling like, do I need to, like, not go to church? Do I need to not be on the road so much? I mean, screw going at night anymore. Right. I'm not going right. shopping at night. Mm -hmm. The church thing is so, so bothersome. And they're all bothersome. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, that was just one last week, right? A woman went into a church in, yeah. I want to say, Austin? It was that big old mega church from uh, Joel oh, Osteen. Joel Osteen. Right. Yeah. I hadn't heard any more about that. Did we know what what that was about? Clearly mental health issues if you bring your child into that kind of a situation. Absolutely. If you have your child in a long gun in the same yeah. moment, then yeah, you're right, Lori. Clearly. And, and I did see something where... 
she was already logged into the mental health system. Oh. So if Texas had a, a law about a waiting period or, or a hold for mental health, then she she may not have been able to get the gun. Yeah. Golly. You know, maybe, maybe possibly, et cetera. Whatever particular situation to her and to where she was trying to purchase the gun didn't have anything to stop her from getting it. Mm. Yeah. And her, her mother-in-law oh. actually tried to alert authorities about her. Oh. But of course. God, really? But of course. And uh, unfortunately, the child was shot in the head and is in... <gasps> critical condition and uh, she did not not make it into the sanctuary because of two off-duty policemen that were alert enough and were able to nip it in the bud but who knows what would happen had she got gone into the main sanctuary i've seen some comments about like see that's why everybody should have guns and all this i'm like the the woman is why you don't want everybody to have guns those were Mm -hmm. two officers trained and know how to use a gun and know what circumstances they're not just some yahoo that you don't want Mm. to have a gun yeah it just shows how they use whatever situation whatever side you're on to manipulate that someone's going to carry a gun i want it to be an off-duty policeman who's had all the training and Mm. knows what he's looking for when i go to church whatever i'm looking for a shooter but really you don't know what you're looking for like an off-duty cop would be like oh snap I recognize this behavior uh-huh. where we, we might not really know. We might go, oh, they're kind of weird, but... That's interesting, Lori. You're right. I I wouldn't know what to... Yeah. I'd know what my bias tells me to look for, <laughs> but I don't know really what to look for. Guy with an eye mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Certainly not a woman with a child. No. Right? No. Mm. My radar would never have gone off on that mm-hmm. until I saw the gun, and at which point it's too late, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When my son found yeah. out it was a woman, he he was like... Oh, that was a woman who did who did that at the mega church. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised too. Yeah. There, I had uh, that's a bias I have. There was a it's, it's very tragic. I won't go into too much detail, but just the other day in um, in the San Francisco area, bad murder suicide, and un- unfortunately, a couple of children were involved as well. It was a, a mother and a father and two children, and police were saying, "Well, they're not seeing yet who." was the murder and who was the suicide and I'm, mm-hmm. and in my head I'm like oh come on you know it was the man yeah <laughs> right and I shouldn't shouldn't think that right because it could absolutely be the woman in any situation you you never want to assume it's the man I just I I guess in my head I think a woman wouldn't kill the children mm. right why would a man mm-hmm. why what in me thinks that it's okay not okay but that it would be more normal for mm-hmm. a man to do it it's just terrible that we even have to think about this stuff you know right mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious why, like, was she a member of Osteen's church? I mean, why that? Was she making a statement? You know, I don't think we know these things, but that's a really, of all, if you just wanted to go into a church, there's a million churches to choose from in Texas or, or wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so why why pick that one, you know? Well, if you think about mental illness and then you think about um, you think about mass murderers or um, serial killers, they, they do it for the glory. So they're going to choose a church that Joel's very well-known, known for good things. So she's going to go in there. And, and um, like, so there's this podcast I listen to, Real Crime uh, Profile, and they never say the um, shooter or the uh, serial killer. They always talk about the victims because that is the thing that they thrive on is the recognition. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't give that to them, and the problem is the media wants to name them the Valentine's Day killer, the you know, and give them all this glory 
And so anyone with that mindset's like, I could get some glory for this. And so their whole movement is to let's not even talk about the shooter's name. Let's not let's only talk about the victims, because so many of these big mass shootings. Who do we remember? The shooter, the shooter's name. Yeah, we remember that. The victims. No, we don't remember. And that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at a headline right now as to maybe the reason or at least a little puzzle piece. But the uh, New York Post has the headline saying female shooter at Texas megachurch ID'd. And it says Free Palestine was written on her rifle. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. But again, what does that have to do with Osteen's church? Right. And was it on there it. when she bought it? And mm-hmm. Maybe it's like the Christians, what people are feeling like, uh, who's on whose side, which side are many of the Christian mm-hmm. communities people think are uh, on whose side kind of thing for the war. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a complicated <laughs> situation. Yeah. That is like many thousands of years old, quote, which side are the Christians on? Um, because, you know, everybody, every religion wants the same piece of land, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, that's interesting. I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't know that, that she had that written on her gun. But like you said, she also might have bought it that way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you followed this as closely uh, as I just happened to be interested. The um, case in Michigan where the mother was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter for the child who did this cool shooting. No. It's been going on for a couple of years, but it just unfolded last week. This was a, a case where a young man had a lot of mental health issues that were allegedly, reportedly, supposedly very obvious or should have been very obvious to the parents. And there were years of situations where they either refused or just didn't see it or didn't get him help. He one he was so despondent one year for Christmas that to cheer him up, they bought him a gun. What? Just within weeks of maybe even days of them buying the gun, he uh, opened fire at his school. And on the day that he did it, a teacher had seen some images and he was talking about murderous ideation and he'd done some searches about ammunition and, and that kind of thing. And they pulled him out of class. They called in the parents. The parents came to the school. They had a whole conference and they said, you need to take him home. And they said, we both have to go to work. He does this stuff all the time. We don't have time for this. He needs to go back to school. We'll, we'll promise we'll take him to a counselor. And about an hour later is when the shooting happened. Now, there is a situation where obviously nobody at the school checked his backpack or locker to see if he had a gun. So there's that whole piece of it. The state of Michigan brought the parents to trial for involuntary manslaughter for buying him a gun and neglecting his mental health. The parents are being tried separately. The mother had her first trial last month and she was found guilty. Mm -hmm. So she's going to jail for involuntary manslaughter and the father's trial is next month. And it's just a fascinating case where they didn't pull the trigger, but the uh, prosecutors proved to the jury that all of the steps over several years led up to this moment where he had a gun in his hands. Wow. So the school is subject to lawsuits because they didn't check his locker. They let him, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's different. Lawsuits are one thing. To actually be criminally charged and go to prison, it's really interesting for, I think, parents all over the country. I mean, if you are a gun owner and you have not learned to properly lock up your gun or keep it away from your child, or if you've bought it for your child, in what ways are you instructing them and how are you checking their mental health? I mean, it's really a wake-up call to anyone who provides a gun for a minor to understand exactly what's going through their head. Hmm. 
I am appalled. I mean, they knew that he was having mental uh, health issues, and I don't understand parents that would be considered responsible why he would do that. Why would you? They had their own... And not just that, Anna. There was like mutilation of animals. I mean, there was what other. The... There was a lot going on in the years. I mean, and their this, first think, response believe... is, "Well, let's just buy him a gun so he'll be uh, better." Yeah. What the? Uh-huh. Where were they from? This is a uh, Michigan, Oxford, Michigan. It's a um, suburby of uh, I can't remember the the nearest main town. Mm. It's not terribly far from Detroit. It's not in Detroit, but mm. it's it's not terribly far. So from it's there. it's not but like it's a, a uh, like a hunting town where that's just no no no. This was not a hunting rifle. This is a handgun. Yeah, no, this was not. Um, no, I think that's a, that's a great question because that's a, that's a different type of thing. If it were a hunting situation, now this mm-hmm. was a pistol. Okay. What? Wow. So can I ask yeah. you, like, so what what did she say was her her what was her reasoning to think this was uh, he would be able to handle a gun uh, to make him feel better? What, what, what? Well, first of all, the mother deferred all the questions about the gun to the father. She that's one of the reasons they separated their trial. They originally were being tried together and I think both parents realized they would have a better shot at life if they separated their trials. They were they were both having affairs. They both had other things going on. They were both inattentive not only to their son but to each other. So the mom's placing all the gun blame on the dad. So we mm. don't that'll that'll come out later. When confronted with text messages and emails and, and, and things that people had asked her, them to do for him in the, in, the, in the years leading up to the shooting, the assumption was their family life wasn't so good and it was just a cry for attention. He was doing all these things because, you know, she admittedly, it says she felt, maybe he felt neglected because I spent more time, you know, with my affairs or with my horses. She had horses that she was caring for. And that any of his things that he did, like mutilating animals, was just a cry for help, right? A cry for attention, cry for attention, yeah. So, I mean, you've, I've heard it said a million times, you need a license to drive a car, but anyone can be a parent, right? Hmm. <laughs> I know yeah. I have so many it's questions, a, but keep on going, guys. I No, I mean, that, that's all, that? yeah. I just, I don't even know why I brought that up. Oh, oh, because of the... The responsibility, right? Yeah. We were talking. We were talking about the mom with the kid who brought the long gun, and it's just like, you know, it, you said her her own mother. I, I believe. Did you say it was her mother that had the Houston Joel Osteen church shooter? You said the mother had had reported her as not mother in law with mental illness. Yeah, the mother in law. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes their family does try. I mean, they'll do what they can to to do this but it's interesting now that you know michigan has gone to the level of prosecution for for not doing that so no one no one wants to see their child as the as the as the bully let alone the shooter Mm -hmm. no one you know all these you know no one i i think too about my uh, i've relatives and friends who are school teachers and frequently have to deal with parents coming in because bullying and aggression and all that kind of stuff and i'm like how many times do you have to tell them that their kid is the problem, you know, mm. and and what happens, you mm. know? I'm curious about that. Yeah. yeah. Parents can really be in denial about their own kids. Sure. So, I mean, you, you want to know that your parents are going to defend you from anything bad that's said about you or anything mm-hmm. you have, but 
it's so, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak to it, but it's so hard to, I mean, if you're not willing to see that your child has a problem, you're doing that child a disservice. Mm -hmm. To just go 100%, I'll back you no matter what happens, is not always, it's not fair to the child. They, they will, they have a chance to get better if you're willing to see them as, as the person who, who is the aggressor, I, I think. Dang, man. Yeah. Okay, so topic change but related, <laughs> Anna. I, I, bo- both of you, I want your opinion on this. So this whole thing that we started this conversation about was the shooting that happened at the Chiefs Super mm-hmm. Bowl parade and celebration. The Chiefs had had a lot of things planned for their celebration, including that Patrick Mahomes had rented out this big, I don't know, I guess famous restaurant there in Kansas City for the whole team to come and celebrate. And they went ahead and had the celebration after the shooting. And so now they're kind of catching flack from people for doing that. Now, it was not a public celebration. It was a private event. But, you know, pictures get out, right? In all the, you know, they had hired private security for it prior to the shooting. Nothing to do with that. They just, you know, private security. But, of course, you got pictures of them, like, taking selfies with the cops that were there and hanging out. And, you know, they probably had a beer in their hand. Everybody's having a good time. And now they're getting kind of raked over the coals (laughs) for it. And I just... I don't know that that's fair. Um, hmm. I mean, I get that the look is bad. What do they call it? The optics are bad of them joyous and celebrating when someone died and so many people are hurt for a party that was thrown for them. But I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can begrudge them that. What do you guys think? You yeah, want to go I first? Mean, you go first, Anna. <laughs> I mean, we, you were about to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it, 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 again, it's that canceling. It's that people have opinions when they don't really know what's happening. And my goodness, it was a Super Bowl win. It's it's one thing if it's like a birthday party. Okay, we cancel it for a couple of weeks. But it's this big event. And if we don't do it, it gives those people with mental health issues, it gives them, oh, look, we can make everybody scared and stay in their house. And we don't want that. We don't want those kind of things to keep us running scared so if i read that and saw those pictures i think i would have had a problem and i'll tell you why i i guess i i would feel like if um if i knew a celebration of mine ended a tragedy that there and there was shooting and someone died i think i wouldn't be in the mood to party anymore Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this just out of this one experience Mark and I had a long time ago. God, we were I think it was before we got married. We went to a 24-hour fitness over in Bellevue. We were going to work out. We saw there was an ambulance there, you know, and we were excited to work out. That was like our time to sweat. We were always excited to do that because we were young, right? <laughs> so as we were walking in, they were taking out a gurney with a child on it. And it turned oh. out the child was oh. had drowned. The backstory of that was the mom was with her boyfriend and they didn't pay attention. It's so unfortunate. Uh, it could happen to anyone. And we actually had to open the door for them. Mark and I were walking in and we go in and we go to the weight room and we're like, I, I don't want to work out anymore. Let's go home. I think yeah. um, I wonder if other people thought that way is like, who wants to celebrate after some shooter yeah. came out and ruined the parade? It's a big victory and everything. But maybe that party could have happened another night, maybe because that yeah. that was tragic. It was tragic and it was a terrible yeah. thing. So that's my side of it. I, You know, everybody else 
Well, I can understand I why. It. Yeah, but I love it that you have that experience because if we haven't had the experience, it's easy for us to make make a comment about it. What if we didn't? You know, what if I'd probably be like, well, they should be able to celebrate. Mm. It's a big deal. And it should be that mm. day. Mm. I mean, when we went to Seahawks Victory Parade, I mean, we... Oh, I could say this now. Skip school. <laughs> Both the kids. We, all the kids did. Right. You know, it was a joyous day. Uh, well, it's a yeah. once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, it sure is yeah. for the Seahawks. <laughs> well, right. No, Depending I on the team. take that back. We will win <laughs> someday after the Lions yeah. win next that's year. That's right. <laughs> well, and think of concerts where that's happened. You know, they just shut yes. it down. Yeah. And it seems the right thing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Remember the Ariana Grande uh, concert in London? And it wasn't a shooter. It was um, a platform, I think, had fallen. Something tragic happened. Yeah. I don't think she could have a concert right after that. Not that yeah. there's a right answer. I mean, I'm not, I don't yeah. want people to feel bad. Like, some people react differently. So for some mm-hmm. people, it's like, it's too much of a bummer to feel like celebrating anymore. And for some people, maybe that's the solution to not feel so awful. Right about what had happened. There really is The Ariana Grande was actually a, a bombing. So that, that's oh, different. Oh, it was a bombing? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. It, I, oh, and I don't think yeah. it had anything to do with her. Sure. It's just a bombing that happened and people were hurt. So, but, it was yeah. timing, oh. yeah. And Sugarland, you know, they their whole thing collapsed. In a tornado or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing, you know, we're coming off this season of people who are just so opinionated about everything. And and not only are they opinionated, they are right. And it's one thing to have an opinion, but then be able to listen. I love it that we have conversation and go, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Like, that's the way I feel like we're going to grow as a society. But when we when people just put out their opinion and they're right, and that's when they cancel people and. That type of thing. So I love it that we have a conversation and that we do come from different angles or different mm-hmm. opinions, but that we can always shift. And if we even think about it, you know, 10 years ago, we might have thought about it even differently, but because True. we've had some more life experiences and I love it that we're having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That we can. But yeah. we're, um, what's that word yeah. I'm looking for? Oh, mature. Adults. <laughs> right. Adults. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And we respect each right. other and we know where, where each other comes from, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and we we have a love. And the thing is, is when people are just, you know, doing this on Facebook, they don't know the people. They don't have a connection. Mm-hmm. And that's why it can go so bad. But when we care about somebody, we know them and we love them, then we're a little more willing to be like, oh, OK, I'll hear you out. And I it's something and there's a quote about proximity. And I love it because we can't even in the political arena, it's harder to hate somebody of a different political standing if you are in relationship with mm-hmm. them. You know, we can agree to disagree. But when we don't have relationship, that's when I think it gets really volatile. Yeah. I wish there was a way to not have the folks who just decide they want to just stir the pot. Like yeah. when you say something simple and they just turn it either politically or yeah. or just try to refute something just to. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that need not to be on a keyboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah. And if they will, well, we need to just show them on, on screen. I'm sorry, that's wrong. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like... There are just some people, that's all they want to do is make a certain situation sour. Even if it's a happy thing, there's just so much of that with every little issue or anything that anybody puts out there. It's like somebody has to just turn the situation sour somehow. 
And I don't know why mm. it's they get off on it. You know, I I go I go back and forth. I give Lori a lot of the credit for my ability to do this, but I go back and forth between being like judgmental and wanting to put them in their place and having compassion for them because they're clearly mm. going through something. If you're if you're that angry or whatever in your life or something has gone so wrong that you feel the need to take ten minutes out of your day to have a rant about Taylor Swift then there's a bigger picture issue than, I mean, yeah, sure, you might just be a jerk, but it's more likely you're mm-hmm. in pain about something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a, as part of my news job for these small markets across the city, I, I read a lot of small town local newspaper mm-hmm. news websites. And some of the comments and things that people make, I'm just it's so hard to not be like, you're a dick. You know, <laughs> it's so hard to not do that. There's this one particular town I do, and it's a, a, a part of the country that is financially poorer and, and older, and uh, older in, in, not in demographic, but like the c- cities are old. And there's a lot of infrastructure that's just like poor and, and poorly maintained. And a lot of it comes down to money. These municipalities just don't have the money to maintain these systems that are like 200 years old. And, you know, the water goes off a lot. And these poor people mm. were without water for like 10 days right after Christmas. Really horrible. I get that. But every time the city puts up a thing saying, this is what we're doing and this is what we're doing next, you people, you're lazy and stupid and why don't we get a real this and this and this? And I'm like, oh my God, the last thing I want to call this guy who came out on Christmas Eve to literally dig a ditch so that you could have water, he's not lazy or stupid. He's doing his thing, you know? And it's just like, God, it makes me so mad. But then again, I'm trying to have compassion for their point of view. It's horrible to not have water. It's probably the 10th year in a row they didn't have water right after Christmas and they got to be angry Mm -hmm. at somebody. So this is how they're expressing it. But God, it's so frustrating. I just want to make an anonymous, (laughs) my own anonymous like Facebook persona so I can just (laughs) yell at people. I know. Sometimes I do too. I'm like, okay, I want to say my name's Bertha and I'm just going (laughs) to rip you a new one. My name is Bertha (laughs) and you're a dick. Thank you. (laughs) Right. I remember someone advised people, you know, when when they're just being dicks for for no reason at all, just to go with a simple question. Are you okay? Yeah. And some people swear that it actually works. Just, are you okay? Mm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that a good question to ask somebody who's just deciding to be a dick? (laughs) Depends on whether you want to keep engaging with them or not. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. Somebody taught me one time that when someone cuts you off in traffic or does something really stupid, or conversely, if you do something stupid and you know you did, and somebody's like, you, you know, throwing you the finger or whatever, to just wave at them like, you know, yeah. like, Hi. I love that. That's so great. And it, it really, I don't know what it does for the other person, but it sure makes me feel better. <laughs> Someone's got you on their dash cam, like, look at this yeah. lady. Right. Look at this. And she cuts me off and then she says, Hi. Hi. <laughs> that might be the car to car version of, Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Eddie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, okay, Eddie? We are. All right, all right, ladies. I always love talking to you, and we wow, we went all over the place with this one, and uh, so describing this. I always feel so much better after I talk to you guys, though. Same. (laughs) While we're at it, Claire, um, can you get? Can you get your cat to meow or anything for us? Is he around? There's no cat in the room right oh, now. Oh, dang. Uh, and Luna's sleeping, so no, I'm afraid I have no oh, animal Oh, okay. Right we can make our Sorry. own. Woof, meow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
That was supposed to be an elephant then. Sure. <laughs> an elephant who ate a little too much hay. <laughs> we were listening, but we weren't learning. <laughs> Listen and learn or smell. <laughs> Alright everyone <laughs> This is Listen and Learn Or Not, not. <laughs> Wait, That's not it I can't get the sounds right I'm sorry <laughs>